Hello again, everyone. We want to welcome you to the Marriage Reloaded Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in tonight. We want you to go ahead and just gather around. We're going to have a a good conversation. We're going to continue to talk about this thing called love. This love, this love relationship, this love in marriage. We had such a wonderful time last time and we, 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 we were coming from the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And so uh, we had so much to share. It was so good. But um, we want to let you know, again, if you need to tune in, uh, tune in and, and uh, to our network or to the network, you can find some of our content on YouTube at KingdomRock.org. That's at KingdomRock.org. And if you, you go there, you'll find so much content that we've shared on the Marriage Reloaded podcast. And also, uh, if you want to you wanna get in touch with us or you want to find out more information about us, you can just go to our website, which is called marriage, marriagerl.com, marriagerl.com. Or if you simply Google us, if you Google Marriage Reloaded, all of our, most of our stuff will come up and you'll find you. You can just go from there. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, and make sure that you uh, check out our book, The Marriage Reloaded uh, book, because it is so much juicy content in that book, and it is our true life story. God has delivered us from so much, and um, that is why we're doing this podcast. We uh, deal with marriage and family on a regular basis. I'm in School for Marriage and Family Counseling. My husband's a licensed counselor. uh, he's a licensed ordained minister, and I am a coach. I am a licensed coach, uh, fam- marriage and family coach, and we enjoy helping marriages. That is something that God has called us to do, and so we want you to take advantage of our information. Um, and like I said, God has delivered us from so many uh, things, so much trauma, so much pain, so much hurt in our marriage, and, and God has led us to this beautiful marriage that we have now. And we keep it real. We keep it 100 with you all. We don't hold back anything as far as the things that we've gone through. We've been court ordered to counseling and everything. I've lost a child in the process and so many other things. God healed me from cancer. We're just walking miracles. And so we want you to be able to take advantage of getting to know us. And maybe we can um, hopefully be there for you guys. So reach out to us and we'll definitely reach back out to you. Yeah, and you know, we didn't do this uh, because uh, we need to make sure. Now, again, my name is Reverend James Richardson because uh, we didn't, you know, we this is probably our second time doing this podcast. And I am Trafina Richardson. Yes, yes, Coach Trafina. So, um, and so we want to thank you for just tuning in. We're so glad you're here with us today, wherever you are in the world. Yes. And so we're going to open up in a word of prayer and then we're going to get started because we like to start everything with prayer. There's, there's, ne- there's nothing that we do that we don't pray before we do it because it's important. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for just allowing us to be able to just get on with the, this podcast tonight, the Marriage Loaded podcast. Thank you for those that will be tuning in. We pray that there will come uh, understanding, that there will come wisdom, that there will that knowledge will come, that healing would come in those that need it in their marriages, that they will continue to grow, they will continue to invest, and they would, that you will continue to just do, uh, be the threefold core in their marriage so that their marriage marriages will be strong, God. So we pray that the information that we share on tonight would just be a blessing to those that are listening, God. We thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so last time we were talking about uh, the verses from 
1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we we uh, we left off at verse 5. And so here in verse 5, it talks about, it says, it's talking about love. And it talk, it's talking about what love is and what love is not. And so here it says, it says, um, love is not, it's, it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. So love does not demand its own way. That's, that's that enough is right a there. big one by itself. Yeah, it does not demand its own way because so many times in relationships, the person we we wanted we want our we wanted to be done our way. Absolutely, you know, it's like no, we're gonna do it my way. Yes. you know, and that's and that that can become a point a point of contention. Absolutely. demanding your own way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my way or the highway. Yeah. If we don't do it my way, it's not going to work. And my way is always better anyway. It's the best way and the right way. And that's the, and that's, <laughs> and that's the, and the, to have that attitude, that yeah. means that you're saying to your spouse, I'm not compromising. Yeah. This is how, you know, we hear people say all the time, uh, this, you knew, you knew I was like this when you married me. And so this is what it is. Wow. So you're just saying, I'm not going to change. At all, and we're not saying that you need to go in and 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 uh, basically, you know, you don't change, you know, for another person. You change because we all need to change, right? You know, if there's an area where you know, okay, this is not healthy, yeah. You know, now I'm not, you know, there are some things that, hey, that's that person's personality. You know, that's just their personality. They may be quiet. You need to be more talkative. You need to talk more. You need to you need to be more loud or whatever, you know. Yeah. If that's not their personality, then you can't make a person be that way. If they don't like going to parties, you can't you need to start going to parties. You need we need to go out more. Yes, you may need to go out no but if go out more, but if that person is not a party kind of person right. and they like their quietness, then that's who they are. And you need to know your spouse. Yes. You need to know your spouse. And yes, you should compromise with one another. Yeah. But if that is not their natural nature, yes. you marry that person thinking that you can change them. Right, right. And that is not the way it is. Mm-hmm. She always wants to go out or he always wants to go out. Well, I'm a homebody. Right. Well, let's compromise but respect that person mm-hmm. for who they are. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't compromise. You must yes. compromise. Right, right. But if you don't compromise, it becomes the death of a marriage and a yes. death of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because we have to be able to work together. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that are married to a spouse that may not want to travel or go anyplace. And when you met that person, you you knew that that was their um, innate way that was the way that they were designed the way that God made them but sometimes women we often try to marry a person to change them to make them the way that we want them to be and that is not the way that we should marry or even go into any relationship to change a person right because you married that person supposedly because you love them for who they are and now you're trying to make them change to become who you want them to be Right. And, and and so the demanding part is I want you to be more of X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. And you know what? And this this just pops up in my in my in my spirit. You know, sometimes people marry people and this person may be a person that they don't mind going to church, but they're not going to be this super, you know, deacon, 
all super into the church where they got to be like oh an elder here and they just may be a person that likes to go to church yeah likes to hear the word likes to, they want to learn they want to grow they want to become a better person yeah but they don't have to be this super spiritual person where they're they're serving in this and sometimes i've seen people where you know a person will marry a person wanting them to be this super whatever person it's oh, like yeah. no let this this woman may just be a person that just like to come. She wants to hear the, the word being spoken. She wants to listen to it, steady, better herself in whatever way she needs to do or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and not have to be this super, you know, you 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 got to be one of the hostesses or something. You got to be a Sunday school teacher. Maybe that's not all for them. Right. So you have to respect that also. Yeah. Is that don't demand your way. No, you got to get more involved. You got to do this. Just give the person time. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Maybe they, you know, they may not have grown up. Everybody didn't grow up in church. Yeah. So they have to grow and learn and, and become acclimated with things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have to give people the room. We can't demand our way because we want somebody, you know, we think as soon as somebody gets saved, it's like they need to be changed right away. Right. You know, and it's, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's, it takes time. It's, we change our minds. We change our thinking. We change our programming. Yeah. Then we become, then things change for us. Yeah. But so we can't demand, we, we put too many demands on people. And then after a while, a person just says, forget that. I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And then just trying to make them be like someone else. Yeah. I remember a young lady um, coming to me and saying that their spouse could sing really well. My husband sings well. I want him to be like them. I want him to be. But you can't make a person be like someone else. You need for them to be themselves and allow them to be able to do it. They're coming to church. Thank God they're coming. Let them become what God has created them to be and not you be the little Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> trying to have them to, to do and become and demand that they you, they're coming to your church now. Now you want them to do this and want them to do that. Or they're working and they're doing everything that they know how to do to provide and be there for you, vice versa, woman or man. And you expect them to be like sister so-and-so or whatever. That's not fair mm -hmm. to the person. We have to learn to accept people for who they are and then grow and evolve together. They're, the differences in us are the strengths that we lie in and our weaknesses, you know, my weakness is, you know, time, you know, I'm, I haven't always been a timely person, but I'm better now because my husband is on time and before time. And he would not fuss at me about time, but you know what, this look on his face when I was running late, he got to the point where he just wouldn't even say anything. And I would rather him fuss at me than to say, we're late again. So I, instead of seeing that look on his face, <laughs> I would just be on time before time. I don't care if I had to drag my shoes in the car, put my makeup on in the car, comb my hair in the car. We were going to be on time. And that is what compromise is. And he did demand that we be on time, but that was for a good reason, correct? Mm -hmm. So we, but it is, it is always good to allow the person to be who they are. Now, when I say that, I, I, because I'm a late person, no, you don't allow me to be late for everything. Right, right. That's out of order. Mm -hmm. But being on time and before time is a great quality that I picked up. You know what I'm saying? So it strengthened me. So our, our differences can strengthen one another when we celebrate them and understand that it's not to hurt us, but it's to help you for your growth and development. Yeah, and you, you know, you helped me to be more uh, assertive. 
because see, I wasn't assertive as I needed to be, yeah. but she didn't demand that I be assertive right away. <laughs> she gave me time to become assertive. So did I demand I, it at all? That's what I'm saying. You didn't demand it. Okay. You, you said right away. So no, I'm thinking, did I demand no, it? No, that's what I'm saying. You okay. didn't demand it, You, but you you wanted it. You need, look, oh, yeah. I need you to, you know, yeah. I need you to step up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And be assertive and and speak up for yourself yeah. because I, I wasn't used to that. And so uh, it wasn't like it was, but I didn't, it didn't feel like a demand to me. It just felt like an expectation. Yeah. And there's a difference. Yeah. There's expectation. And then there's demand. Expectation gives you time. Love is patient. Yeah. Love is kind. Again, mm-hmm. it goes back. These, these things all roll together. Yeah. You know, so she gave me time and then, or, and then I, I had to uh, spend time with God and, and become stronger in my in my own self. Yeah. And and as God strengthened me, then I began to walk in that assertiveness. Yes. But she gave me that time. So yeah. it wasn't demanding. It was like, okay, I'm expecting, yeah. you know, and, and it's good expectations. There's nothing wrong with expectations. Yes. We need to have expectations in our marriages, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, and so that was very important. And here it says, uh, it's not irritable. <laughs> You know, and that's a big one. I mean, cause irritable. Oh my God. Okay, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, irritable is like, cause you know, people get irritable. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, now see, I can, <laughs> I, I'm able to say that when I get irritable, most of the time I just get quiet. <laughs> I just be quiet, yeah. and then I might go and just go to sleep or something, or just go by yeah. myself. But when my wife gets irritable. Yes. You know, I'm going to let her tell you. I will you, tell you, yes, I don't let want me her, talk for yeah, myself. Yeah, I'm going to let you talk for yourself. I am fussy when I get <laughs> irritable. <laughs> and usually when I'm irritable, it's because I need rest. You yes, know? yes. <laughs> Anytime that you're tired, you know, you're not going to be at your very best. And so for me, uh, I had done a series of things for the month of October. And it was like from September to October, it was back to back to back events that I had done. And um, it made me like what, you know, when I needed the rest, I, I became irritable. The dog wakes up at a, in the middle of the night now, just going out, using the bathroom. It's 2 a.m. I'm like, what is going on? You know, and then my husband gets up in the morning. He sings so well. But at six o'clock in the morning and I'm exhausted because the dog woke me up at two. Mm-hmm. It is. I Yeah, I, I couldn't handle it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I had to go on with my day. And so my days ran into my nights and my nights ran into my days. And I was, he was talking to me and I was irritable. I was fussy and irritable. <laughs> he could be as sweet as pie and I was just fussing about something that made no sense. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I was like, and and because that's what happens. You have yeah. to recognize, you have to recognize yes. when something is wrong. Yes. Either it could be tiredness as it was with her, but yeah. then it could be other things with other people yeah, because it's all these little issues. things that you're doing yeah and you're in okay she did that this yeah he did that and he's doing this and then or she did that and she did this and it's building up and it's building up yeah and now you're irritable every time you're around your spouse you're irritable yeah. because of all these little things yeah but the thing it is the thing of it is mm-hmm. is that you know my wife's wisdom that she said look if you if if something is bothering you, yes, can you please tell me? I need you to come talk to me. Yes, tell me. Even if you feel like it's gonna hurt me, even if you feel like it's gonna make me feel uncomfortable, that's what communication is all yes. about. Yeah. So the re- the way to avoid that irritability is by communicating with that person. I don't care how you think it's gonna make them feel. Now, how you say it and how you approach it is very important. You don't yeah. want to go 
yelling and screaming and telling them you you know you, you know you always do this it is no yeah it's how you approach it yeah. you know it's being kind again it's being walking in patience and yeah. kindness when you get ready to talk to the person so you know and so we have to be very very careful how we approach the thing yeah it, it, because you don't want to walk around irritable because when you're irritable you're not going to feel good you can get sick i mean all kinds of stuff can begin to set up in your body yeah you can have headaches and all this kind of stuff right. and stress Right. You know, you how when you feeling stressed, sometimes, you know, when I get really stressed, right. I feel it in my shoulders. Yes. I feel it in my back. I feel knots and stuff like that. And I, that's mm -hmm. when I know something is bothering me. Right. And so I need to talk about it. I need to talk it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people can't handle the truth. So you really have to pray and ask how to approach it. Because if you're, you know, you might get it off your chest and you're free. And then that person is feeling bound or acting irritable after you told them the truth. So you have to right. really pray and ask for wisdom on how to approach situations because, you know, everybody has grown up differently. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you've been critiqued a lot as a child mm. and your spouse comes and tells you something that you've done, you know, it, it can it can really hold resentment in the heart. Or, you know, so we have to really have those honest conversations when things are not in an irritable position. Mm. How can we talk to each other about issues that we have with one another? Yeah. Because it's going to be a time that you're not going to always agree. Mm. So how can we, you know, you want to prevent things before they happen on a good date night or when you're watching TV or having a dinner conversation and the kids are in the bed or something of that nature uh, to take the time out. And sometimes when uh, one spouse is more busy than other, I used to be that person that was always, always, always busy. So you have to have some time that you set apart mm -hmm. and go and have these conversations. And yes. sometimes you have to get out of the environment too. That's true, that's true. Change of environment. Change of environment makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. So we have to, but we have to deal with the irritability because if we don't, it becomes a snowball effect. It goes mm -hmm. from irritable to argument to not speaking mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So we have to get a cap on it before it gets out of control. Yeah, and, and this just came to me too. When you're not talking to your spouse, woman or a man, you will talk to somebody. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's why it's important to have that conversation, you know? Yeah. Because you'll start, you're gonna, it's, it's gotta get out. Yeah. So let me see who I can tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. you have to give your spouse that room to say, hey, come to me. I need you to come talk to me. Yeah. I, I don't care what it is. I don't mm -hmm. care how, whatever you think it is, I need you to come talk to me. Yeah. But it has to, we have to be sensitive to the timing. Absolutely. You don't want to, you know, tell your spouse we need to talk and they just came home from working 10 right. hours. And it, <laughs> you know, they tired. And you're like, we need to talk. We need to talk now. No. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And I just walked in the door. Yeah, give me, give me <laughs> you know give what I mean. Let, Let me take, take a bath shower. or whatever. Or something, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean. That's what people do. We need to talk. We gonna talk. We gonna talk now. You be like what? Yeah. You know. You like I've been I've been working all day. I'm tired. Or the woman come home. She know she tired. Yeah. Driving in traffic and stuff. And then here you go. Yeah. We, we need to talk right now. We need. To talk. I got something. I got a bone to pick. No, you don't. Yeah. You need to keep that bone <laughs> until. Until you know what I'm saying? Time. Things are better and that person is not And tired. a lot of times the reason why the person feels the urgency yep. is because they've been thinking about it all day about long. It. Irritated about and it, And they were too. irritated. And so they never got a chance to speak about it. And then as soon as they see you, it bubbles uh, up. It's ready. It's, it's ready. So, 
you know, the irritability, we have to pray. I'm telling you, we have to really, this is a love walk with Jesus. And when I tell you it's called crucifying the flesh, it is what it is. And it is, that's why fasting is important. (laughs) Uh, Praying is important and understanding who we are in God. All those things are important because that is an outlet to be able to get uh, input from God and to be able to get, you need a stain of his glory. I'm just saying, Mm. because this thing doesn't work automatically. This flesh is not saved, but it can be put under under subjection if we train it to do so. Mm -hmm. But it's gotta be from the heart. And you know, we were talking about this earlier, earlier today, we were talking about this and I think it applies to this. We were talking about how the woman was caught in adultery in the Bible oh, yeah. and how these, these these religious people brought her uh, to Jesus and they threw her down and said, this woman's been caught in adultery. Yeah. And and and, the, and, and we talked about how Jesus knelt down. Yeah. And you know, when you see him kneel down, he kneeled, he kneeled down and, and he started writing in the dirt. Yeah. And so he got down where she was. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did. And so sometimes when you know your spouse is going through something, you have to get down with them. Yeah. Get down to where they are. Try to see them from see it from their perspective. Yeah. So you can understand what they're going through. Because mm-hmm. if Jesus was able to get down with somebody that was just caught in adultery and My even goodness. other things, why can't we? Right. And you you had said we were wondering because it never said where he was, he was writing in the, in the dirt. Yeah. And 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 we say well I wonder what he was writing. You say he might he just might have been writing forgiven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which really helped that woman and those accusers left her. Yeah, because he said he he was who was without sin. Let them cast the first stone. Yeah. So I was imagining Jesus being down in the dirt with her. Mm-hmm. He got down there and they were accusing her and they would. They pushed her down there mm-hmm. and he he bent down and kneeled down and began to write. And I imagine he said forgiven mm-hmm. because we all have, you know, we all have done stuff. Yes. So we can't cast stones, Mm-mm. but we can get right with God. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is, yeah. some, you know, that we. And that's what he told her. Yeah. Before she left, he said, we need, I don't accuse you. He said, you know, and he told her, go and sin no more. So he's basically telling her, you need to change. Yes. You see, he didn't just leave her. He didn't just say, I'm I'm not going to accuse you. He let her know, look, I don't accuse you. Right. But don't go and sin. Make change. Go and sin no more. Yes. Make changes in your life. So we all need to make changes. Yes. We need to make changes in our marriages. You understand what I'm saying? He's, he'll, he's willing to get down there with you, but you got to make some changes. Yeah. We have to. We may have to get down in the dirt together right? as married couples, mm-hmm. but as long as there's change, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, so um, we're, we're, we're so glad that you tuned in tonight. And um, the last thing I want to uh, uh, harp on or talk about tonight is um, it keeps no record of being wrong. So, uh, and and we'll end on this one, but it keeps no record of being wrong. You know, we know that in our marriage, we can really say we have wronged each other. Oh, yeah. But we forgave each other. Oh, yeah. You cannot hold, you know, the the worst thing in the world is to be in a marriage Mm -hmm. where somebody is holding on to what you did. Yeah. And they'll never let it go. Like no matter how much time goes by, they keep reminding you. Yeah. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying that as soon as something happens, 
that you know you need to just forget about it right away. No, yeah. it takes time. This is a wound. Yeah. So you can't demand that your that your spouse. Uh, you need to forgive me. The Bible says you're supposed to forgive me. No, 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 no. Yeah. You need time to yeah. let that thing marinate and, 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 and get out of your system and allow the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of times people expect instant whatever. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm going to forgive you, but I but I need to process this thing. Oh, yeah. I need to understand this thing that happened. I'm hurt by this. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know, but, but you know, you know, two, three, four, five years, you know, we in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Because you're holding on to something that I did, yeah. and ever or that this person did, and so you just never—if you're not gonna let it go, you need to be honest. Yeah, I can't get past this. Yeah, if you can't get past it, be yeah. honest. Don't hold that person in bondage. You had that person there, and you just gonna—you're gonna be uh, punishing them for what they did for the rest of that marriage. Well, maybe they're not holding them in bondage. Maybe the person has moved on, but they're holding themselves in bondage. Well, that could be possible too. Because whenever you don't forgive or you keep bringing it up, it's because there's an unhealed wound that is going on that has never been dealt with. Mm. And so whenever the wound is there and you haven't dealt with it, sometimes we take it in and we suppress those emotions and try to keep going. And then it, all of a sudden you just look at it. That was what was going on with us now. Listen, let, let me keep it 100. I used to look at him sometimes. And bust out crying and say, you, I couldn't even say words. <laughs> you, you, you. But you know what I had to do? The the thing that helped me, and I'm only going to give you from me, because the wounds were so deep. I, I, I will say that. And all wounds hurt, and whether it's service, you know what I'm saying, or deep, a hurt is a hurt. But what I had to do is get past him and say, I am not going to let anyone steal my joy. He did not give me this joy and he's not going to take my joy away. Mm. And I had to, and and he started to work on himself in the process. Now I will say this, if he didn't start to make any changes and that this shouldn't matter, but it did for me, then it would be difficult for me to let go. Mm-hmm. I, I will be honest with you. It's, yeah. Because if you keep re-injuring and re-injuring or right. you have no remorse, mm-hmm. that's where boundaries come in. And we have to learn how to deal with things little by little Mm -hmm. but I needed to see some change in him and it was easy for me to make the changes when I saw remorse some people will go around and they'll hurt you and they'll just have no remorse and they won't even you know they'll apologize I said I'm sorry no this wound is deep and then you keep redoing and redoing Mm -hmm. and it's and the problem doesn't become you it's it's what they're doing and mm-hmm. so we have to make some decisions at that point and put some boundaries up. You're not going to keep re-injuring me. Right. That's right. And so that's where the pain can just stay mm. and you and unforgiveness comes. And the enemy loves that because then we can't even get close to God anymore. Mm. Nor can we become close to anyone or anything because we don't trust. That's right. And so we have to, the love walk is what it is. God is... We have to be able to do it through Christ Jesus. There is no way that the pain that I've that I have caused or that my husband has caused me, we would be able to go on and grow through without Jesus. Mm-hmm. You have to have Christ. And the only way that you can do that is accepting him in your heart mm-hmm. and actually knowing that he has forgiven you. He said, you know, how can you say that you love a God that you don't see? And hate your brother that you do see. Mm. 
we're not Jesus Jr., but he's requiring us mm-hmm. to forgive and to love. Yes. That is a requirement. So we have to learn to walk through this thing. I'm not saying jump into it. I didn't do that. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, you just got to forgive and just love tomorrow and just boom. But it is a process. You have to process the pain and the hurt when your heart has been bleeding mm-hmm. or broken. That's Amen. Good. That's good. Yes, yes, that's so good. So we want to thank you again for tuning in with us tonight. And um, we we want to continue. We're going to continue on this on this subject. We're going to talk to you next time. We we have so much to share with you about uh, love in, in a beautiful marriage. And, we, and that's what we want for you. We want for you to have that beautiful marriage that God intended you to have, that it does not come without some sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrifices need to be made. And if you're willing to make those sacrifices, then uh, you can get that beautiful marriage. See, uh, seeds have to be planted. You have to plant some seeds. But those seeds, when they're planted in the soil, they don't automatically spring up. It takes time as it, as it continues to be watered and watered and watered and nutrients are put into it. Then you'll get that blessing that you want. So we wanted to... Uh, we want to thank you again for tuning tuning in with us to the Marriage Reloaded Podcast, and we will see you on next time. And yes, and we don't want to end this podcast without offering you Christ. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, and you, you don't know who he is, and you've heard us talk about this Christ, we want to offer you Jesus tonight. Okay. Romans 10.9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and that he died on the cross for your sins, and he was raised three days later, you shall be saved. Mm-hmm. And I want to even say the thief on the cross, he had lived his whole life in sin. But at that moment when he was up on the cross with Jesus, the other thief was on the one side and the other one was on the other. And he looked at Jesus. They were uh, scorning Jesus and, and talking about him and spitting on him and doing all that stuff. And he looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, remember me in paradise. And Jesus looked at him and said, this day you will be with me in paradise. And so I want you to know that it, do, it does matter what we do, but it doesn't matter if your heart is right with God. If you believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, the Bible says you shall be saved. Mm-hmm. And that is what salvation is in a nutshell. So we don't want to do our podcast without offering you. Forgot last time, but want to offer you Christ. And if you want to know more about Him, open up your Word. Yeah, and Christ makes all the difference yes. in in your relationship. Yes, He makes all the difference. He's made all the difference in our relationship. Oh yeah. And so, um, and and so it's it's it's, it's just as simple as saying a prayer. Yes. When you say that prayer, now it, the the prayer is a prayer, but it's really believing in Him in your heart. Yes. You don't just repeat something just to repeat it. If I tell you to say, you know, I like bread, but no, if you repeat, when you repeat this prayer and you believe in him, he's called us to believe in him. When you believe in him and you believe that he died for your sins, that's when the, that's when salvation becomes real to you. Yes. And so we want to, we want to, uh, you know, I'm just want to lead you right now in this prayer. I don't want to I just want you to repeat after me if you have chosen to believe. If you said if you said now in your heart, I believe in, I want to believe in, I believe in this Jesus, and I want him to come into my life. So repeat this prayer for me. Say, Jesus, I am a sinner. 
And I thank you. I want you to come into my heart. Change me. And make me into the person that you call me to be. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you came to the earth. I believe that you died. And I believe that you rose on the third day. And now, Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so, my friend, if you just prayed that prayer with me and you believe in your heart in Jesus Christ, you are now a part of the kingdom of God. And, and so uh, what we encourage you to do, if you, if, if you don't have a, a local church, wherever it is that you live in, uh, in this country or in, on this planet, then find a, a, a local church that really teaches the Bible, that teaches the word, and, and, and get involved in that church. And as you get involved in that church, then you will begin to grow and you will begin to be discipled. You want to be in a church where, there, where, you, where you can be discipled and grow in your relationship with the Lord. And so we want to thank you again tonight for tuning in with us on the Marriage Reloaded Podcast. And we'll see you next time to continue on part three. Next time on part three, we're going to talk about how love never fails. See you next time.